first first guest on the podcast. Um, I suppose I should start with a bit of introduction. So my name is Matthew Buchner. Uh, I'm a financial planner working um, in the UK. And I thought, as somebody who's always loved businesses, um, I would like to talk to people who have interesting stories. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit nervous, God. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. And I thought it would be funny one day when I'm, you know, sat talking to Barack Obama or sat talking to someone who's achieved amazing things to think that my first ever guest was actually my biggest inspiration of them all and somebody who's taught me more than anyone has and probably ever will. So I would love to introduce the one and only <laughs> Debbie Buchner, my mum. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. How, how was that introduction? <laughs> that was good. Much better than I expected. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted you to be my first guest and this should just be a conversation between us and, you know, ignore the microphone in your hand. Okay. But you are somebody who has done amazing things, to be honest. And I don't know if you always give yourself enough credit for that. Just just live life. Just doing your thing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's the way I rock. Oh. And you know, these podcasts are actually gonna probably be really good because you might get to reflect <laughs> on what you've actually done. Because I don't think as people we actually stop and look back and think, you know, you, people don't really look back and see all the progress they've made. No. We always tend to look forward. Mm. Plan the next big adventure. Yeah. So you are a entrepreneur. You're a businesswoman, um, as well as a full-time head of psychology, AQA examiner, um, all-round student, <laughs> student, <laughs> master student. Um, I think I can see where I've always got my ambitious drive from probably just watching you operate in life so how yeah, do you feel about doing all that stuff I don't, I don't really I, I don't even know why I do it I just know I get easily bored yeah and so constantly have to find new ways to challenge myself keep yourself you know keep your brain ticking over and stuff yeah yeah i mean give me an hour with nothing to do and i'd be the most miserable person <laughs> around yeah you, you don't you never really stop you know you don't you don't n know how to only when down. i sleep yeah <laughs> and even then you don't sleep very much no um okay so tell us a little bit about your your company then in, in general what, what's newton lang all about it Okay, so um, essentially it's obviously in, in the education sphere, but it is um, childcare, wraparound care, in fact. Yeah. Um, and so we started relatively small, about was 10 years ago now, um, with uh, around 25 children. Right. Um, we now have about 205 children. Nice. That we look after and we're still growing. Yeah. Um, obviously the pandemic has... It to be effect. a little hitch and yeah. we are currently closed, but yeah. we expect to reopen next month. Wow, okay. Um, and we'll just continue to build from there. So we provide wraparound care mornings before school, afternoons after school, so the parents can um, continue their 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 jobs yeah. or commute to London wow. um, while we look after the, the Gee, children for them. Whilst you look after their offspring. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and well. And as well, well. Yeah. and I think the great thing is, we have children from six different schools, and they all integrate and wow. get to know each other um, yeah. and have fun. Yeah, so it's a, it's actually a, a opportunity for for all these children to continue their development, I guess, outside of school Absolutely. hours. Absolutely, social development is as important 
as academic development yeah. and uh, yeah and we and we teach them a lot about that and about mixing and taking turns yeah. and being kind and mm. all those qualities that will take them far in life no, that's good. And you said what you say you, you care for two hundred and fifty children. Two hundred and five children. Two hundred and five. Jeez, mm. I mean that's growing a lot. Yeah. Because I've I, obviously I've been here every step of the way. Mm. I've even worked in your company. You have, which, which is great. <laughs> All my children have. <laughs> it's provided us. <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> this is this is you know why you're such an inspiration to me, Mom, because you know people obviously listening to this podcast don't know the story of how Newtonland came to be. Um, which is a fascinating story, which you can go into now, you know, in a bit more detail shortly. But the company has provided for us as a family in tremendous ways. It certainly has. And I remember you saying that, you know, years ago when things weren't going as good as they are now, because mm. I think it's fair to say now that you and dad are, you know, doing well. Yeah. And you don't have many worries, but... No, but 10 years ago, we were in the position where we were balancing payments yeah. um, and, and and sort of alternating payments yeah. to bi-monthly ones. Jeez, that's crazy. Um, that's yeah, crazy. So. And now we're sat here in a converted barn, living, you know, with a really lovely, privileged life, mm -hmm. which I don't take for granted at all. Yeah, I wasn't sure how I was going to pay the mortgage. Jeez. There were times when things weren't going so well with, with everything, mm -hmm. and... Uh, an opportunity presented itself with Newton Lang. Um, your maiden name being Newton, um, mm -hmm. and your business partner Lang. So, how did you, how did you, first, how did the company start? Because this is an interesting story that I think is, you know, pretty cool. Um, well, I knew I had to generate um, more income for yep. the family. Yeah. So that was the necessity, and I was already looking at um, businesses. Um, in fact, I was considering opening the exact same type of business, but in a different area. Yeah. Um, because obviously, the business existed already to a smaller extent. Yeah. Um, and so, I got a letter in the post to say that um, it was closing down due to illness of um, the owner's husband. Wow. Um, and therefore, come July, there'd be no more sort of wraparound care wow. in Cobra. Uh, and I just thought, well... I can do this. I Jeez. have the qualifications. Um, I have everything I need to, to do this. I've never run a business before, but I can do this. You'd, you'd so never run a business before. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, uh, well, we had actually opened the shop as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Earlier. I forgot about that. But I, I went in to see the, the owner. I said, look, I want to purchase the business from you. Yeah. Um, she said, no problem. I went to see the head teacher to say, I'm going to purchase the business um, this, we can continue the wraparound care. She was really pleased because yeah. the parents had all been phoning in to say, what on earth are they going to do with their children after 3.15? Yeah. Um, and so just, yeah, quickly, the, the biggest challenge was to get Ofsted in to inspect us in time for us to be able to open in September. Yeah. Um, we took all the bookings. I was um, just keeping the faith. Keeping the um, that it would happen in time and in fact they came to inspect us a week before we were due to open Gee. and gave us to go ahead so I had parents phoning and email say, emailing saying are you sure you're going to be able to open on the <laughs> 5th of September and I was like absolutely certain <laughs> Finger, holding my fingers crossed thinking, come on come on offset oh. um, but yeah we did and, and just and Shut I think up. part of the success of the business is the fact that Natalie and I are quite personable people yeah um, yeah. And so we got on really well with the parents, and we were 
we're both quite firm disciplinarians as well. Yeah. So while the children had fun, um, they were also certainly taught how to behave to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. No, I think so. And I think that's something that the parents appreciate a lot is yeah, they know that when their kids... Most kid, of them anyway. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> you know, they know when their when their kids are going to your company and Natalie's company that they're going to, you know, be worked on in a positive way. They're going to yeah. become better little people, which yes, is good. Exactly. Um, but I love that story about how Newton Lang started because it's just crazy, really. I mean, it is. <laughs> you had, mm. If you think about it, you took a, a huge risk. You bought a company... Yeah. that you didn't know anything about you'd never you'd run a small company before mm. we, you know as a family we weren't in a great position no. and you just thought you know what i'm going to do this I have, I have to do this yeah and you did yeah and right from the beginning it it was a good a good income almost immediately a good booster and yeah. it was just the boost we needed yeah and would you do you think it was a life-changing decision you made in that moment oh definitely I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what else we would have done. Yeah. No. And yeah, I think f- obviously as your son, it's um, it's weird to think how different my life and Berna's life would have been. Berna being my younger brother, how different his life would have been had you not made that decision. Yeah. Because most people took a chance. Yeah, you took a chance, and most people. I would say at least 99% of people, and this is why 99% of people will never be great entrepreneurs. Um, you know, that's not an insult, that's just the way life goes. But most people would not have had the courage to say, I need to do this. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the thing is, you've got to grab opportunities when they come your way. Yeah, that's big. Um, some of them will work out and some won't. Yeah. But you'll never know unless you grab them. No, you're right. And that's a, that's a really big lesson as well because m- people think about stuff and they they visualize things and they dream it they, they have these dreams but when the opportunity actually comes they don't you know they don't take it they don't throw no. it i mean it was the same with the move to spain yeah that was an opportunity we took it you just upped and left and went off to spain yeah. <laughs> for a and year we went thought i was crazy <laughs> and you had a great time absolutely loved and, it. <laughs> and i got to come over as well and have a swim in the swimming pool and and stuff yeah. like that yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you took a risk, you know, and on business people take risk. That's a, such that's a huge element of being successful is is willingness to take risk. Yeah, and then once you grab the opportunity, you have to do things properly. Yeah. You have to put in 100% effort, yeah. 110% effort. You just got to work your ass off then, haven't um, you? Yeah. If it's your own business, yeah. There is no 9 to 5. No. Um what talk, talk talk to me about what your talk to me about what your normal day was like because I remember you waking up at five was it five a.m. in the yeah. morning yeah five a.m. Um, up at breakfast club by quarter to seven yeah um, so running breakfast club leaving there at eight thirty jumping in my car to drive to the school I worked at yeah working from nine till four o'clock at the school teaching jumping in my car racing back to the club after That's school crazy. club um, to relieve Natalie by 4.30 um, and stay until 6.30 till closing time. Jeez. That's crazy. So you get up at 5 a.m., start work pretty much by 6.15, mm-hmm. spend a whole day at school teaching, then go back to the childcare business for the closing session, 
Yeah. So and then and, and then make supper. And then come home and make supper. Um, and then, well, as a teacher, you know, mark papers. Yeah. Um, set lessons. Do homework. Um, sort out the bookings for the for the club for Jeez. the business. And whilst at the same time, caring for three or looking after three young boys, yeah. um, you know, two teenagers and a and a young kid. <laughs> Yeah. Which is hard, you know, in its own right. Mm. That's amazing, you know. And for how many years did you do that? Well, um, we went to Spain. We went to Spain in 2018. So did that for seven years. Yeah. And then, yeah. Seven whole years of that. Seven years, yeah. Was it hard? It was hard. I mean, the first two years, we also worked every single holiday. I didn't have a day off for two years. Bloody hell. We were open throughout the holidays from 7 in the morning until 6.30 at night, Jeez. all day. <laughs> so when other teachers were having school holidays, I'd be working 12 hours. Yeah. And now you have a company that you don't even have to be at. It just runs itself. Yeah, I hardly I hardly go in. I go in three about three times a week for an hour at a time just to check that everything's yeah. running okay. And I guess that's just now passive income every month. Yeah, that I mean, I, we st- I still have a lot to do with sort of training of staff, um, communication with parents and that type of thing, preparing policies and things to make sure we are always Ofsted ready. Yeah. Um, but certainly the day-to-day being there yeah. um, is now down to the staff. It's, it's down to the staff. Mm. And it's taken you and Natalie a few, you know, quite a few years to reach that position. Absolutely. And it absolutely. doesn't happen overnight either, does it? No. But it's a powerful tool. Business is a powerful tool um, for people improving their lives and stuff. Yeah. Which is really important. And do you, do you enjoy it then? Or do, have you enjoyed building this? Oh, yeah, I, I've loved having my own business. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, and to balance it with still teaching, which I also love, yeah, um, is is great. Yeah. It's great that I can do both. Yeah, no, that's that's inspiring, mom. Um, I always think back to that story because obviously we were well. I was born in South Africa. You were born in South Africa as well. Yeah. And we came over here when I was how old? Six. Yep. How old were you when you landed here? Uh, Thirty. 33. 30. Bloody hell. So that's only seven years older than I am now. It's not much older than Peter. And you landed here with two young kids. Did you have a job lined up? I had a supply job lined up at right. one of the worst schools in the county. <laughs> had a 9% A to C pass rate. And that's after teaching in South Africa and being used to children behaving well. Yeah. And it, it, it was a huge shock. Damn. I used to I used to go home and cry the first few days. Really? Such oh, was the behaviour and the sort of aggressiveness. Bloody hell. And I guess you just had to keep you had to keep going. Because mm-hmm. they had to put food on the table. Exactly. Gee. Yeah. Couldn't walk out. Wanted to. Yeah. So you never quit. That's your attitude, you never quit. Yeah. And in fact by the time I did leave that school, which was three months later, um, I could easily have stayed because really? I'd won the children over, they got used to me, I got used to them. Oh. So, yeah, it goes to show that things, you know, what sometimes seem hard or insurmountable obstacles are things that you can actually overcome yeah. if you work hard enough. Well, change is good for you. Yeah. Um, it's the it's only way to grow. Yeah. Um, and I've always had one sort of um, 
I wouldn't say motto, but the thing that I've always lived by is I've never stayed in any job longer than five years. Yeah. Um, so I know I know of so many teachers who taught at the same school for 25 years, and I think, good grief. <laughs> How have you managed that? Ever do that. <laughs> five years is maximum, and then I need a new challenge. Then you need so. a new challenge. Well, that, that is you in a nutshell, isn't it? Always, always looking for something exciting, something new to do, and always taking action. Because you, what you do is you take action. Yeah. So yeah. my 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 latest um, sort of little dabbles are in the stock market. Yep. And I'm learning to speak Spanish. And those. You learn to speak Spanish. Two goals for this year, apart from finishing my dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> apart from, <laughs> apart from finishing your master's degree. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Hopefully, it will be done in a month's time. Yeah. And again, you didn't have to do that. No, but I was bored. I needed a challenge. You needed a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. quite envisage moving to Spain and back whilst being in the middle of a master's degree. No, but hey ho. Yeah, and but a pandemic. And a pandemic, a global <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think you're still growing as a person? Always, and I always will. Um, I mean, I started riding a motorbike again at the age of fifty-two. <laughs> Not having ridden one since I was sort of 19. Yeah. Uh, riding around the mountain passes in Spain. Um, yeah, always. You just have to keep doing, trying new things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's amazing how as people we always continue to grow. Yeah. And how you can look back, you know, even on a year or two and think, wow, that person is a different person mm. to who you are now. And that's a very encouraging thing. And just just to quickly touch on the fact that when we first arrived here, we you know we we kind of we didn't have a great well we had a home we had a nice home. we you were renting a home but we didn't have mattresses. Nothing. We slept on the floor, didn't we? On clothes. So we slept on the floor on clothes. We bought one pot in which we cooked dinner and then washed and used it to boil water for coffee and tea in the mornings. Jeez. Um, Borrowed a few things from a few people. Yeah. Uh, we arrived in this country with £9,000. Is that all we had? That's all we had. Nine we bought a car for six. Well, gee, was that our worldly possessions? £9,000 yeah. when we landed here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been tough and it's been hard work and it's been long hours. Yeah. Um, and it's been trying to balance not being at home with all of you, yeah. but still instilling... Good values. Good values. That's interesting. Because I think I've always been aware. I've always felt like you were around. But I've always been aware that you've always been busy, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, there was two years when we moved back from South Africa in 2008. We had to take any job I found again. When we got back? Yeah, because remember we moved back to South Africa for a year. We came back in 2008. So I did recruitment for three months. Yeah. And then took a job in Sittingbourne where I had to leave home at quarter past six in the morning to drive two hours to school. Jeez, two hours. And I did that for two years. <sighs> and drove two hours home again. That's m- two hours? Yeah. Commute? Yeah. There Each way. Uh, that's mad, Mum. It was the only school I could find. For how many in. years did you do that? Two years? Two years. Gee, was that during Newton Lang as well? No. Okay. I wouldn't. But still, that's, that's ridiculous. and. Mm. I remember because I would leave home at quarter past six while Bernard was still asleep. Yeah. Um, and he was only, well, he must have been four. Yeah. Um, and I'd get home about an hour before he went to bed. 
Jeez. So I would see him for an hour every day. Wow. And I mean, yeah, you know, as I get older, I can start to appreciate, you know, what how hard that must be for a parent mm. because that's your that's your baby. Yeah. But equally, if you take your foot off the gas for a minute, then you know the people's lifestyles their lifestyle starts to decrease and decline yeah so and yeah. just at that stage it was more important that we had an income yeah yeah no that's very and that was a terrible school as well <laughs> <laughs> but again you, you just had to you know grin and bear it yeah stuck it out and also could easily have stayed there but the commute was just too far yeah so I had to but still most people would never even contemplate that yeah. let alone do it for two years mm. no and you know I think in terms of myself um, and having a bit of a resilience because I've been a financial advisor now for two two and a half years and when I first started at, at my first employer it was an in- interesting place shall we say a bit gung-ho you know the wild west um, and I had to seek it out there for two years of you know fairly not very nice circumstances um but when you don't quit and when you when you you know stay the course and when you try and see your vision through things slowly start to change and things slowly start to improve yeah and it turns into a bit of a positive spiral and you spiral upwards mm-hmm. i think it's very easy to spiral downwards and a lot of people do and that's always sad but you know, if people only knew that you could actually spiral upwards as well, and, yeah. and life could just keep getting better and better as long as you stay the course and remain diligent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I sometimes think I'm I'm just lucky. I was I just have a positive disposition. I have a positive attitude. Yeah, um, believe positive things, and it must be hard to to have a negative mindset. I can't yeah. imagine what it's like. No, me neither. I don't think that I I, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to just, you know, not be optimistic or positive about stuff. Yeah. And how do you really, how do you conduct yourself when you, when you have that mindset? Mm. And optimists live longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do live longer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's, uh, well, that's uh, episode one done. Wrapping it up with um, the one and only Debbie Buchner, um, a.k.a. mum or mom as we'd say in South Africa. <laughs> but uh, a very, very incredibly special woman and, you know, such a hard-working person and someone who's, who's shown me f- throughout my whole life what you can achieve when you, A, work hard and B, you know, you don't give up. Um, and yeah, I think you've taught me some really important lessons in life that have no doubt contributed towards making me the man I am today and hopefully we'll see those values continue to play out into my own career whatever that may be yeah for the next 20 30 years <laughs>